stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. I'm broadcasting from Arizona, and today is one of those absolutely incredibly perfect days. It's almost hard to stay inside, even to do the radio show. Um, Nobody can imagine what days are like here. They're absolutely wonderful. I want to thank Chad, our engineer, for helping us today. He always keeps things going straight, and somehow... If there is a problem, takes care of it before anybody knows. So, Chad, thank you so much. We have a really interesting program today. You know, we hear a lot about manifesting these days and creating the life we want. You can't go to the bookstore without seeing something new on the shelf. It's all over the Internet. Um, We had the movie What the Bleep, the movie The Secret, spurring us on to create our own lives or know that we can. We have the work of Abraham Hicks, which is really quite remarkable, and all kinds of other people telling us how to manifest abundance and all those other yummy things that we want. It's beginning to soak into most of us that we're not victims. Really, what we are is creators. We need to kind of come into tune with that. The victim mentality lingers on, and we all know people who are victims But we see less and less of it as we understand more and more about energy and the law of attraction. Some people hate that word, law of attraction, but it's very real and very powerful. We know that our thoughts create and our energy attracts and all those good things. And yet some of us remain stuck. Stuck in the unfulfilling job, the miserable relationship, The feeling of not being in control of our own lives. Why? What keeps us stuck? We're doing all the things that all these people told us we needed to do. Why aren't we moving forward? Why do we still worry about the future? Why is our bank balance in the red? Uh, So many questions. And then somebody like today's guest comes along and he's going to give us some answers. Gary Spinell has spent over 25 years examining why some people achieve achieve success consistently while others struggle. In his new book, It Was You All Along, Gary's approach goes where other books end in the details and nuances of attracting success and happiness. And you know what? It, it was you all along. Sounds kind of like it's going to be a romance book, doesn't it? But you know it, is, it is. It is. It was you all along. Sounds kind of like it's going to be a. Ro- in addition to being a writer and speaker, Gary has extensive experience in the business world as vice president at Blockbuster, Hotels.com, 
and Expedia.com, those nice travel places, and Senior Vice President at Manatech. Gary's responsibilities have included finance, treasury, investor relations, public relations, and human resources. Gary's been a guest on over 35 radio shows in the United States, the UK, and Australia, and we're delighted today to have him on our show. Gary, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you, Irene. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm absolutely delighted. Let's start out by asking you to tell you tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's Gary Spinell, and how did you arrive at this place in your life? Little question. Yeah, and I apologize because I'm getting a little bit of feedback on the on the other end here, so I I'm hearing both you and me in a delay. I, yes. Chad, as you mentioned, and that was a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I spent about 20, well, well, too many years in the corporate world. <laughs> I'm over 50. I'll leave it at that. We're but not I've been talking through about the, it. the same type of experiences that pretty well I think everybody else has. And, and that's why I really kind of consider myself, I would say, just like everybody else, where uh, I've actually been laid off three times uh, in my career. Um, I experienced the the challenge and difficulty of going through a divorce and and now have uh, married and uh, really married my best friend and been with her for 10 years but you know these are very challenging experiences that people go through and once I kind of in a way you might call broke the code I, I was able to basically not only survive but thrive and in doing all of that like so many other people, I wanted to share that. And it wasn't so much about my story, but I wanted to share what I learned um, with everyone else. And so here we are today. I think your insights are really interesting. And one of my questions, you know, as I read the book was, how much did you need to sit and reflect on your life and examine it to see the trends and, you know, the, the high points, the low points and what they meant? Do you spend a lot of time in meditation? You know, how how do you come to that? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I did. That was the, the interesting part about my background and being in the corporate world. And I'm I, I joke about it that I'm a finance guy, um, and I tell people you know I'm a finance guy that has a personality for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them don't, but I didn't say that. But. The, my background and my education, I, I was taught and I learned how to have extensive analytical skills that were used in finance. Ah. And eventually those rolled over onto my personal side as to wanting to understand more about life and, and the giant puzzle of life. And so as I began to just constantly ask questions and ask questions, then some of the answers started to come through. And yes, I was looking for answers wherever I possibly could find them and reading books and talking to people. I, I tracked the, how successful people thought. I certainly meditated. I was open to new ideas and perspectives because I wanted to understand just what, what is it or what was it that it, that some people just always seem to be successful or, or they're successful consistently and, and a lot of us are kind of like two steps forward and one back, you know, and that's kind of so much how we, we feel a lot of times. And I was like, wait a minute, I can get the planets to align sometimes. And then sometimes I can't even get them in the same solar system. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I, don't, I want to figure this out. 
it's easy to see the trends in other people's lives too, but it's really hard to pick them out in your own. And, you know, I have to admire you for being able to do that and see where the pieces fit. Well, I, I think, you know, I'll thank my, my dad for that because I was, I was, I learned discipline and if anything, it's perseverance. I just, I just can't stop until I understand something. It drives my wife crazy. I have to say, but I wanted to understand this and, and, you know, to finish answering what you were asking is I, I went down that path and yes, I eventually looked at my life and said, wait a minute, I can start to see a connection in all of these events that I've experienced. It's kind of like it connecting the dots. And once I saw that the dots started to connect, I realized, wait a minute, I really am on a path in my life and I can see that it's heading me somewhere that has some relevancy. So now I, you know, you wake up every day with kind of that excitement to say, okay, where am I going? Where is this, where's this path taking me? And it helped me reflect back on the experiences I had with greater softness and compassion and forgiveness of myself and those around me because it was all leading me in a play, into a direction that I really want to go. Does it give you enough understanding of yourself and um, how the law of attraction works that when you're in the middle of a downturn, and we, we still have those, uh, as, as I understand it, <clears throat> they're part of the process, part of the teaching, but do you, are you able to see what that little downturn means and what you're supposed to do with it? Does it all, does it all kind of come into focus for you now better than it did in the beginning? Well, yeah, I think the operative word is better in that whole process because my my concern is what gets taught and conveyed so much in this whole genre is that, oh, you know, you just understand these five concepts and and you got it and everything's great. And from now on, you know, you, you've made a million dollars and you don't have any problems in the world anymore. That's not how that's not how life is. No, what it, it isn't. If when you understand it then what you're able to do is look back or while you're in the middle of that situation, like you were describing, is you can step back like watching a movie and, and remove yourself from the experience and look at it in a subjective way and say, okay, I think this is what might be going on. I can see myself reacting this particular way. I can see my thought process. I can feel emotionally what's going on. And you basically condense the amount of time that it takes you to move in a different direction, to adjust your beliefs, to evaluate what's going on. And certainly some of it, we don't get the full perspective until we're out the door and out into the other side and onto something else. So it's all part of being in the experience, so, but it's be, the faster you can see where you are, then you've got a, a faster you can to be able to react and change course. And change course or, yeah, get your thinking turned around or whatever it is you need. Let's, let's jump right in the middle of it, Gary. Um, why do some people experience success and some who are equally or more talented and more able experience failure? You know, you see PhDs who can't even get a job at McDonald's and you see, you know, people who are relatively inexperienced and uneducated just zooming ahead. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I can, to me, it's, it comes down to one answer. I mean, it's the way successful people 
view their experiences and the, and the way they view challenges. And, and yes, it's an old adage that people view, you know, some people view challenges as, you know, a major obstacle and some view it as an opportunity. But they, successful people go much farther than that because when they come across a challenge and maybe they don't even succeed to the, the fullest extent, they don't consider it failure. They look at it more like a scientist and said, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. I'll, I'll add this, subtract that, and I'll go back at it again. And they don't look at it as a reflection upon themselves as them being a failure. That's what I believe 99% of the people do who end up not succeeding is they take it off as a failure. It's a lot of what I write about in the book is that we've set ourselves up in a society is that we have to have instant gratification. We have to have instant success. And if you don't, you know, if you aren't the New York Giants and don't win the Super Bowl, then every other team in the league's a failure. No, they're not. They made a lot of progress. They did some things along the way. But like like uh, Thomas Edison, you know, what is it? He tried a thousand elements to create the light bulb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, he says, I found 999 things that didn't work. He doesn't look at it and say, I'm 999 times I was a failure. And that's the difference in successful people is they go, oh, okay, this didn't work. That's cool. I'll try this and go on to that. I love to talk about in, in Donald Trump and and you because everybody has their their own opinion of him because he's so he's so ego and all of that personified, and yet he's a great example of this because he he's owned businesses that have gone bankrupt. Oh but yeah, his, not too long ago. <laughs> right. And, and but in his mind, he's not a failure. He's like, okay, that didn't work. I'm gonna go out and do this. I'll go out and do that. And yes, he's you know, he's a little over the top in his personality. But when you cut through that, he has some confidence in himself and says, Yeah, you know what? Okay, so that didn't work. Big deal. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go on and figure out the next thing. Steve Jobs, you know, everybody believes he's at this point, you know, just so remarkable and 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 he's endeared himself to everybody especially now that he's passed away hey he's the creator of the iphone and the ipad and revolutionized so many things with itunes people forget that he created the lisa computer which was an absolute failure oh it but was it, a disaster it was a disaster but you know he learned from it and moved on and that's the difference of what i, I truly believe makes successful people successful consistently because of the of that viewpoint the next piece of it is they actually then go out and look for the next challenge they want to keep pushing themselves they want to see if they can take the next step higher they can go farther not about making more money it's the challenge and as we all know the greater we challenge ourselves the more we find out about who we really are oh yeah i want to talk more about that but right now it's time for us to go to break gary uh, we'll be right back. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Gary Spinell, saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. 
Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Gary Spinell. We're talking about his book, uh, It Was You All Along, talking about manifesting and creating the life you want. Before we get started in this segment, I want to ask Gary to give us all the specifics about how to reach him, because you might want to look him up on the Internet while we're doing the show. You might even want to go to Amazon and order the book. Um, let me tell you, I highly recommend it. Gary, tell us how people can find you on the Internet and how they can find your book. Sure. Um, Irene, they can go to you all along. Just spelled out those three words, Y-O-U, you know, youallalong.com. And on there, there's on my website, there are, are some blog postings they can read about. If they'd like an ebook version uh, of the book, it's available there at a very, very inexpensive price. Uh, anybody can email me at G Spinell, S P I N E L L, at youallalong.com. And I, I answer all the email that I receive. So I'd be glad to answer back to anybody who has any questions or thoughts. And there's links on my website as well that'll flip you over to Amazon, or you can even go to Amazon directly, uh, look up the book, and you can receive a print copy. You can purchase a print copy there, as well as the Kindle version of you all along as well. So and all those none, ways to reach me. If none of those ways works, go to the self-improvement blog and you can order it right there on the announcement about the show today. There so there's go. all kinds of ways to get the book. I really recommend that if it's at all possible, you get it in a, a hard copy because this is a book you probably are going to want to mark up, um, dog ear the corners, do all those kind of things because you're going to want to refer back to some of the things in there. Um, I'm not saying that it's a, a dictionary or an encyclopedia or something like that. It's wonderful reading. It's very interesting, but there are some key points that you want to keep in your mind. So you know, I encourage you to get the book, but you know, by all means, get the download. Anyway, there we go. Contact Gary. He will get back to you. So what's special about your book, Gary? What's unique about this? I mean, there are so many books out there on manifesting and creating the life you want and all that subject. What's different about yours? That's a great question, Irene, and I really do. I appreciate the question because that's exactly what I asked myself before I wrote the book because I had read so many of the books, and there are some great, terrific books out there on, on this subject and in this genre. What 
I felt, and I, what I believe strongly is was missing from many of the books, was what I believe I've provided is a balance of both some very practical information and some spiritual information. Because we hear so much about the spiritual side today, certainly of beyond having a positive attitude and, and that type of thing, but visualize what you want. You know, cut, you can cut uh, pictures out of a magazine and stick them on the wall to help you visualize. You meditate on it. You say things to yourself three or four times a day, thinking about possessing that which you want. And those are all wonderful, wonderful uh, methods and tactics to use. And at the same time, so many people have even said to me, yeah, but what do I do right now? What, what do I do now? I have my, my rent coming due next month. You know, I'm, I'm unemployed. I need to land a job. What do I do to help? The, you know, what's the step by step to get me going into that process? And that's what I thought readers needed to hear more of. And in a way, combine it with the spiritual so they understood that, hey, when you take this action, which is a very maybe a very normal action in your life, here's what you're creating in the universe that helps manifest either a positive or a negative event. And I do all of that using as many analogies as I can. I find that I learned real well by an analogy, and I think most people do as well. And, and that's the feedback that I've received is they love the analogies that I use in the book. Yeah, some of them, even though you've read the concept before, you have an idea or you know the concept, some of your examples make you say, ah, oh, so that's what you're supposed to do. That's it. And I found myself doing that a number of times. Um, very helpful. Now, I, I love the work you did with beliefs. Can we talk a little bit about beliefs? Oh, sure. And why they're so important. You know, I, I guess my question is, if I do all the steps in manifesting and underneath it, I'm saying, this isn't going to work for me. That's a belief, right? Exactly. And probably I'm not going to go anywhere with that. Talk a little bit about what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, when I so often when I go out to speak to various groups, I'll say to them or ask them, I'll say, well, what do you say to yourself when nobody's around, when nobody's watching, when nobody's listening? Because those are the thoughts that we have to be very conscious of. And most of the time we think those thoughts, not even consciously, or they don't really come out of our consciousness. They come out of our subconscious and come out of our habits thinking that, that we constantly have. Because if somebody whether you're at work or whether wherever it is, and somebody brings you a challenge, what's your immediate response? And if you, the first thing that pops into your head is, oh my, I can't do that, or I've never done that before, or then we get into the whole atmosphere of, for example, again, so many people are unemployed, and what are they thinking? I'm not smart enough, I'm uh, too old, I'm too young, I don't have this degree, I don't have that experience, I'm not right, you know, I don't look right, I'm not... I'm not the right uh, race, I'm not female, I'm not male. And we have all those beliefs that jump right up at us. And we can walk around all day long going, yeah, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. But if the one thing we keep saying to ourselves is, nah, you know what, I'm not going to get it because of this, that overpowers every other positive thought we have. It's kind of like a teeter-totter. Because if, you, if you, you're 49% positive, and you're working hard, working hard, working out. You're sending out resumes, for example. You're trying to find a job and you're networking and all that. But 
is, you know, way down deep inside of you is, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to mess up the interview. I, you know, I can't get a job that's going to pay me a lot more money. That just overrides everything. And ultimately the scale tips in the favor of that negative belief. So how can you know what your subconscious beliefs are? How do you get to those? It's really hard to get to those. They are, but it's, they get displayed in our actions. Mm -hmm. And our actions come out in our body language and, and certainly in the words that we say. And certainly they'll come out in our thoughts and our emotions. Uh, but the, I said the emotions are greater than the bigger thing, excuse me, than our thoughts. So constantly we have to be in the frame of mind to step back and watch ourselves when we do something when we react to something. Let me give you an, let me give you an example. It's one of the fun ones that I love to use. Let's say you need a new car and you want a new car. And I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about a Lamborghini. I'm talking about you know what? I want to buy a new car. Yeah, and a Honda will be fine. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have the car yet, and your next door neighbor drives up in a brand new car. Again, nothing really fancy, but they they drive up in a brand new car. What is your first reaction? This is where you want to be able to look at yourself and say, wait a minute, what did I just do here? And chances are our first reaction is, gosh, they have a new car. What's the rest of the thought? Why don't I have one? Uh -huh. See, sometimes we don't even finish the thought, but the rest of the thought is, why don't I have one? You might see somebody who has a great relationship and you might go, wow, they have a great relationship. What are we thinking? Why isn't mine like that? Well, basically what you're saying to yourself and to the universe, I don't have what I want yet. And then the more we keep saying that to ourselves, we're telling the universe, look, I don't have what I want. And the universe says, great, I'm going to keep manifesting that for you because you keep telling me to create that you don't have it yet. Because the flip side of this is if you had a brand new car, you wouldn't respond like that at all. As a matter of fact, if the, if the your friend, your neighbor drives up in a brand new car, you'd go over and start high-fiving them. You'd be going, hey, great, yeah, I like your new car. Yeah, I know you like mine too, and you're shaking hands, and everybody's fine. You wouldn't have had the thought at all. So this is what I call a nuance, but it's, but it's the analogy that we were kind of talking about earlier. And you can hear the excitement in my voice because to me, this is life. This is what we do. We're, we, that's, and that's jealousy. That's the emotion of jealousy. We're jealous that somebody has something that we don't have and we'll only feel jealous if we can't have what the other person has. Because if we can have it, I'm never going to feel jealous. So with those feelings and those thoughts, basically, we manifest what we don't want instead of what we do want. Exactly. And there's so many scenarios like that. The, and those are the things we do every day that basically, in a way, get us into trouble, that get us creating and manifesting lack of success or a, a lack of achievement in what we want. So it's, it's our thoughts and our, our emotions about the things we want that keep us stuck? Is is that what keeps us stuck? Is oh, it the no, nuances? Let's talk about being stuck. Uh, that's that's what it is. 
the and, and I and I write about some of this in my new book as well because I, I go into more elaboration when I and you can read it when it comes out in May. But that's exactly what happens is that when people start and they go down this path of hey, I think I kind of understand that my beliefs create my reality and okay, uh, I'm gonna, I've am gonna, i got this positive attitude and I'm visualizing and I'm good. Well, it's kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion. You're gonna, they have some initial success because some of the beliefs that are on the layer, on the top layers get peeled back and come away and modified or adapted fairly easily. But then as you start getting down to the deepest layers of that onion, which are like the beliefs that we have. Well, we have beliefs we've had for 30, 40 years. We've had them since we have a child. Those beliefs aren't going to go away real easily. And that's where the people meet the frustration is they're, they get down the path and they're having some success. And then all of a sudden they start having less and less success. And they're going, wait a minute, what's going on? What am I doing? And they say, oh, well, maybe, you know what? I got to go meditate more. I've got to go visualize more. No, they have to realize that it's going to take more time because just, just like you don't lose 30 pounds in a week, you don't get rid of a belief that you've had for 30 years in a week because yeah, there's so I've... many problems with that. You, If you have a belief and you actually change it, then you've got to replace it with something, which becomes another conversation. But yeah, I think about the, the zero-sum game that we've known ever since we were little kids. Now, schools are not as competitive as they were for the younger children, but they're still pretty competitive. And, and kids grow up with the idea that if I'm not number one, I'm not the, I'm not the winner. If I'm not the, uh, you know, at the top, I'm not a winner. The win-lose thing. How pervasive is that in most of our thinking? Is that one of the things that you know, kind of yes, holds us is, back because we're not aware of it? It is massive in our thinking. It's, it's I spend a, a considerable amount of time in the book on that, that our perception of that there's a limited amount of abundance, and abundance in all of its forms, in health, wealth, knowledge, that if you listen to Congress and people running for president, we all talk, they all talk in terms that a piece of the pie as if the pie was, was limited in size. And so it's all about getting a piece of the pie that we're taking from the rich and giving to the poor. And, and, and this is not a political conversation. I'm saying this is what we're doing spiritually to ourselves, that we think there's only a certain amount of wealth and abundance to go around for everybody in the unit in the in the excuse me, on earth. Rather, though, if you look, abundance is being created in geometric form. There's more millionaires today than there were 10 years ago. There's more people actually working today than there were 10 years ago. Which, right. If you go look at the U.S. labor of statistics, even, even you can go back three or four months ago, five months ago, you can go back and look 10 years prior to that. There's more people working. There's more wealth being created. And if your mind is thinking that there's only a limited amount of wealth, then your your mind is stuck in saying, well, wait a minute, then this is all there is available. Successful people don't think that way. Do you think somebody that's sitting on a billion dollars is thinking, well, hey, you know, there's only so much money to go around? They don't think in those terms. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, they don't even think about how but much we they get have. wrapped up in this pie concept that there's only so much. So, gee, you know, if you if you win, then I got to lose. You know, uh, you you and I both applied for the same job. You got it. I didn't. And I think, OK, I'm, I've lost. No, there's another job out there there's somewhere. A, and maybe there's, better. And, and most of the time better. There's more and more jobs created all the time, although it doesn't seem like that because of what's going on in the economy. The, there's new jobs being created. We have to be open to that there's a new t new types of jobs being created. I want to talk more about that. It's time for us to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest uh, Gary Spinell talking about how you can create the life you really want. So stay tuned. We'll be back for more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum. Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Gary Spinell. We're talking about creating the life you want. We're talking about his book, It Was You All Along, which really has some wonderful guidelines on how to do the manifesting uh, without getting so stuck like um, we often do. We're, we've been talking about getting unstuck. Let's talk a little more about it. Gary, give us some more examples of nuances. You talked a little bit about jealousy. What are some of the other ones? Another one is validation. And this, this again, is one of those nuances I believe is so critical in understanding the way we think and how we go about our lives and, that can get in the way. Most everything we do in our physical world, we can see validation of some results along the way. Um, I like cutting my grass when I'm out there with the lawnmower and I can take the lawnmower and, you know, go down one path and come back. And I can turn around and look at and kind of admire what I've done and see what's left left to do. If you're planting flowers, you can see what you've planted. And uh, if you're building a house, you can see how far along that you've built it. The thing is, is that in the, 
in the spiritual world, we don't see, we don't get that validation. We don't see evidence of events every step of the way. Uh, for example, I, I love to use job search because it's it's so critical on everybody's mind these days. When you're when you're in the middle of a job search, you're doing hopefully you're doing all the things right, like we talk about, you're networking and interviewing and sending out resumes. And no matter how much you do, you don't have any validation that it's worked until the end, until you get the job offer. And probably exactly. maybe until you're until you're maybe actually sitting in the cubicle or the office the first day of work. Right. But but the problem for us is, is that we all want validation along the way. And validation, wanting validation is a really a fear um, that the universe and the gods do in their job. It's kind of like, you know, you put the cake in the oven, you put the turkey in the oven, uh, and, you know, you, you put the cake in the oven and, and you're supposed to cook it for 45 minutes. What do we do? We go over there every 10 minutes and turn a little <laughs> light on, on the oven, and we're peeking through the, the door. Yeah, we're peeking through the window where you open the door. Okay. And it's not going to cook any faster. They said 45 minutes. And what happened? Here's what we do, though. We turn the temperature up, don't we? This is what we do in life. In we life. Go, well, you know yeah. what? I'm going to turn the temperature up. And what do we do? We ruin the cake. Well, in real life, in a relationship, we might push on that relationship. You know, we maybe feel we're in love with the other person and they're not that, you know, you're, you're dating. Well, you start pushing on the other person and what happens? You, you usually end up ruining the relationship. If you're, you know, at work and you're maybe one person out of many that's have a potential promotion and you start pushing on your boss or pushing on others to kind of get forced, you're forcing the process. And when we force because we want validation, it's out of fear that we're not going to, to achieve what we want. And that's the nuance. That's the energy that we're sending to the universe. And again, the universe comes back and says, well, if you're afraid you're not going to get this, if you're afraid that when that the cake's not going to be ready in 45 minutes, I'll make it so. I'll help you achieve that where those things don't happen. Over and, and then, over. Over and over again. So, Gary, how do you interrupt that type of behavior? How can you realize that, hey, you know what? I'm seeking validation more than necessary here. I, I need not to do this. How can you get clear in your mind that you're doing that? And then what, how, do you, how do you change it? Yeah, whenever I do that, my wife will come over and kick me in the shin probably. <laughs> <laughs> Go, see, you're doing that. You can we, we can hire your wife, or you can tell us. <laughs> well, I didn't go there, the, but you know, and that's part of it as well. As you, it's great to be working with somebody, and they can see what you're doing. But we, again, it's about seeing. Take a look at your actions. Take a look at your thoughts. Take a look at what you say and what you do. And try to very objectively say, wait a minute, what is my basis for this action? 
Now, initially, what we'll do is we'll come up with a tremendous amount of rationalization for why we did that. Well, you know what? That person said this to me, and I'm going to go back and say this, this, and this to them. Why do you feel that way? And there's a technique in the book that I put in there. It's called the five whys. And it's like that age-old thing of when if you had small children at one time and they start their questions of like, you know, why is the sky blue? And you answer them and they go, why? You know, and well, because of this. Well, why? And about the fourth question, you want to strangle them. And that's real. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Why? But, you know, we, we do that as adults. So, but you know what? At, you go through those five questions to yourself and be very honest you know maybe every time you get an argument with your spouse i mean you're in there and you're arguing i mean it's you're arguing full strength the next time that happens step back and go wait a minute why am i arguing walk yourself through that well maybe there maybe be when you were a child that somewhere along the line Let's, you know, maybe your father said, well, you know what, if, if you're not going to stand up for yourself, then you're a weakling. So you've carried that belief with you into a marriage. And now you're in an argument with your wife because you feel like you've got to stand up for yourself and you've got to win or else you feel like a loser because that's what you learned 35 years ago. That's that's the process. We've got to work through that and be willing to look at ourselves. I mean, there isn't any other way. You can walk around all day going, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Well, you know what? That doesn't work because these are the things we're doing automatically that create the experiences in our life that we'd like to have changed. So we've just got to be willing to step back and look and then be honest with ourselves. And you talk about how your actions reveal what you believe and and I loved your example if you talk a lot about being honesty and being honest and honesty is big for you but you lie cheat and steal um you pretty much can see that your belief is in lying cheating and stealing instead of in honesty yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so yeah. I guess you need to look at your actions at the same time you're saying oh I believe in whatever and then does your life show that is is oh, that true. another one? True. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we, we're, off, we're always very uncomfortable looking at ourselves because... Oh, it's hard. We don't, well, and, and everything that the media and everything around us is telling us is to go look at everything, everybody else. I mean, basically, what are we taught? We're taught, if my spouse would just do this, my life would be a whole lot better. You know, if my boss would just do this, my, wife, my, my life would be a whole lot better. And if the government would just do this, my life would be a whole lot better. Yeah, but that's but that's not how it works. And so we have to turn the microscope to the inside of us. And that gets uncomfortable because if we have to admit that maybe something wasn't working right, then in a way we're telling ourselves, gee, we were wrong about something and nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, you, know, you have yeah. a wonderful thing that you say that really brought this whole idea home to me. And that's, it doesn't happen to you. You happen it to yourself. Talk a little bit about that. That's such an interesting little phrase. Yeah, that's my the, the biggest use of Miss English in the book. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it says it. It put but put my head on helps. tilt for a minute, and I'm thinking, what did he say? <laughs> but it's wonderful. I think I used it as the daily quote on the blog today. I can't. This is, remember. This is another example of the nuances that I talk about, where we have to listen to ourselves talk. I hear so many times from so many people use the phrase, hey, guess what happened to me today? Guess what? Look what happened to me last week. Look what happened to a friend of mine. What that saying is, I had no control or no creation in the process of this event. And something from an outside force came and acted upon me. This is what we're taught. Well, but that's not how it works. We need to learn and understand that we create these events. And you go, well, wait a minute. I was laid off two months ago. Why would I create that? You know what? There's a lot there for us. And I've been there because I can tell you about that. It's those create. You probably created those opportunities, not as punishment, but to get you from point A to point B because there is something better. Maybe you wanted to change a career. Maybe you wanted to change a place of living, whatever it may be. Uh, it doesn't mean it didn't take going to take some work. But we have to stop thinking that things happen to us when we understand. And this is the perspective thing that we actually happen those things to ourselves. Then actually, instead of scary, <laughs> life becomes kind of fun because then you go, wait a minute, I'm going to go create some good stuff. <laughs> yes. And this totally takes you away from victimhood, doesn't it? It totally does. And what's really interesting is then you start to really appreciate that other people actually played a role in your learning, in your growth, the boss that you can't get along with on a spiritual basis, they were willing to be there to help you address why you're not able to get along. And it doesn't mean that it's your fault, that certainly there's something on both sides, but there's always something for both of you to learn. That's the fun part of it. And so both of you become parties to an event and you say, yeah, you know what? I created bringing this person into my life. They're going to learn something from me and I get to learn something from them. And you go and say, you know what? I want to thank you for this experience instead of going, wow, you're a, you know, a jerk or an idiot for, for being in my life. What a different perspective. It makes a, a total difference, doesn't it? it totally. In, in your life. Oh, it's massive. Now, you have in your book, and we don't have to go through all of these. People need to buy the book because they're going to need to sit with these a little bit. And, and you know, I, when I say sit with them, I mean, they need to take this in and really ponder some of these things. You have 10 key steps that you say you must take to create the exact reality you desire. All 10 steps have to be there. Is that what you're saying? Can you go just kind of get in a little bit to the steps? Yeah, what I'm essentially doing there is helping uh, summarize some of the content uh, in the book, but you certainly want to read through it to, to get the, the depth of yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to but, skip to the back. You want to get uh, through the whole book. Then these make sense, but you still, you know, 
they're wonderful. Let's just, they're wonderful. Yes, and, and they're there. I, I think the biggest one is, is, even, is even number one. That's the, the willingness to go on an amazing journey, to learn and grow, that requires some patience, but curiosity. I remember when I took my, my oldest son uh, to a baseball game for the first time. He was seven years old, and he played baseball and Little League and all those things till he was about 14, 15 years old. He was a great athlete. He loved playing baseball. But he had never been to the, the, the stadium. And here in, in Texas, there's the massive uh, where the Texas Rangers play. And I took him to that stadium and he didn't sit down. <laughs> it was just precious. He didn't sit down for the first five innings. He was just oh. standing and he was so in awe of everything he saw, the players, the he could see the ball being hit, the stadium, the lights. He was taking in every aspect of the experience. And that's what is so important that we do. I, I came across a, st- a statistic the other day that there's something like 100,000 words cross our eyes and ears every day. Well, we oh, obviously, I, yeah. Yeah, we can't comprehend all that. We, and so we filter and filter and filter. And, you know, we always joke about, you know, you filter out things that your spouse is saying to you. But a child absorbs it like a sponge. They take in everything because that's that's what the experience is. That's how we can enjoy life so much more and understand what's going on around us. There's answers to our questions. Uh, there's people to meet. They're going to help reflect it to us, our own behavior, and understand who we are. And we can see that in life. And so to go out and embrace life and embrace what we have is in our existence and knowing that, Hey, we're just going to learn and get better. That's, that's, we don't have time to go through all 10 of them as I know, but that's number one. And that is massive in the process. And that brings us right up to our last break, Gary. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Gary Spinell saying, stay tuned. We'll be back for just a little bit more. So don't go away. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carrie Spinell. We've been talking about what keeps you from manifesting the kind of life you want. Gary, tell us again how people can reach you. I think it's so important that they see who you are and know how to get your book. Yeah, thank you, Irene. They can go to youallalong.com, spelled out those three words, and they can reach me at G Spinell, S-P-I-N-E-L-L, Dot, uh, excuse me, gspinell at youallalong.com. And the book is out there on Amazon and Kindle format as well. Uh, but I really welcome any comments from any of your listeners and enjoy, will enjoy speaking with them. So, Yeah, yeah and I, I just want to say that if you've been doing work, if you understand the concept of manis- manifesting and you really get it that you create your own life, then this book really is must reading for you because it fills in so many of the gaps that the others don't fill. And I, I think as we're in this longer, we learn more and more. And Gary has certainly added to the dimension of manifesting. I, I'm really very grateful for your book, Gary. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's good and I, I think it's probably an easy answer, but why did you name it? No, it was you all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you get it, but it's funny because a lot of people have said that to me. You go, where'd you come up with that title? And some people may have thought that, gee, because it didn't have creating or the word manifesting in the title and didn't understand it. But in the end, the message of the book is is to have that hope and really the the quiet inner happiness to understand that it was you it was me it was us all along that create every experience in our lives and it's we weren't taught this growing up no and, not at all and as you mentioned as and as I was saying earlier in the show we get a lot of the broad brush information but to me, yeah, my desire, my intent was to fill in all the missing pieces for somebody when they read this so that when they read the book, they can go, yes, okay, now I know and understand how to apply the whole concept of creating my reality. I know how to do that now and can put that into my life yeah. and, and, and go about it. This I makes can, sense. Yeah, I can see some of the things that are getting me stuck now. I, it may, you know, it makes more sense. I can examine my own life and see some of this now, and I couldn't before. You have a wonderful piece in there called "What's Stopping You from Starting." Just talk briefly about that of what's stopping you from starting. I, I, yeah, you know, I would. I have to say, uh, I guess selfishly, no, but I mean sincerely, it's worth the price of the entire book. It is. Uh, that, that, it truly that, is. It because and I'll, and I'll tell you real briefly, I know we don't have a lot of time. Again, I believed if I was going to write this book and say, hey, here are the things that I believe make some sense, pick out what works, pick out what feels right. To me, it still came down to, yeah, well, how come there's a lot of people that 
we can't even get started. Uh, a, a, a person that, that, that's overweight and doesn't exercise, they know they should exercise. Why don't they start? A person that just is so afraid to start a business and realize that they could do so much, why don't they do it? A person that's a smoker, they know that it's bad to smoke. Why do they do it? To me, I had to put into the book, here's all the reasons that I believe that can be stopping you because guess what? These are all the reasons that I thought at one time were stopping me because I used every one of those reasons, the rationales, the excuses, and they have massive spiritual cosmic universal yes. consequences to them. And so it's I thought I've got to relay that to everybody. And it's it's a wonderful piece. And we're right up to the end of the show, Gary. So what's the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? That you can do this and have some patience with yourself. Have patience with those around you. But persevere. Keep putting one step in front of the other. My dad would say a trip around the world begins with one step. Just start and give yourself a pat on the back. Just keep taking a step every day forward and you will achieve your successes. You'll materialize them, but be patient with the process. Fantastic thought. Next week's guest is Dr. Robin Kelly. He's been on the show before. We had so much fun that we decided he needed to come back. We're going to be talking about the love-healing connection. And he's going to sing us an original song about love titled Something Magical that he wrote and he sings. Thank you, Gary, so much for being on the show today. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Irene. It's, thanks for having me as a guest. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think we'll probably have a lot of people want to listen to this show again. So I say thank you, and I say to our listeners, thank you for being with us. Come back again next week when we have Dr. Robin Kelly. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying, haven't we had fun today? Let's do it again next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.